this month, Rivers of Nihil will release their new album, The Work, via Metal Blade Records. In arguably a very dense, heavy collection, Rivers of Nihil have forged further into new territory, delivering an album that is as cerebral as it is visceral, and that covers a staggering sonic range, definitively placing them in a category of their own. Fans can also catch the band on the road with The Black Dahlia Murder, After the Burial, Carnifex, and Undeath all month long in North America. Purchase your copy of The Work and check tour dates now at metalblade.com slash Rivers of Nihil. Make sure you're picking up the new record from Rivers of Nihil, The Work. Once again, metalblade.com slash Rivers of Nihil. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Spych, Brandon Hahn, and Sylvia Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hello, friends out there. It is I, your host, Petter Spych. I'm giving you guys another 0.5 episode. I'm super lucky to have the conversation I had with Yanni Limitainen from Insomnia. Guys, we're here to celebrate the new record, Argent Moon, the EP that's out right now. They put out four videos and all that stuff. So love to do these 0.5 episodes. Love to give you guys some extra content, extra interviews with, with guys like Yanni, and to also celebrate, obviously, Insomnium, a band that I'm a huge fan of. So without further ado, guys, here's your extra taste this week man here's my interview with yanni from insomnian everybody what's going on uh petter metal sucks podcast on the phone i got yanni limatainen from insomnium and we are here to celebrate the new ep guys argent moon it's coming out september 17th now the first thing i do want to talk about is the uh the most recent track that was released was the antagonist um and it did get accompanied by a music video Tell me about the uh, the video that came out with this song uh, in particular, and um, you know the director that worked on it and your guys' vision for it. Yeah, hello, people. Glad to be here, and let's jump right in then. Yeah, it's the antagonist video. Well, we just wanted to try something different since we noticed that we had now done four videos in a row with the same director, Vesa Ranta, and he does a great job, but four videos with the same director is quite a lot if you're not planning on being there forever. So we thought we'd try something different and contacted Villa Lippiainen, who is an excellent director as well. And well, he had some cool ideas, which you can see on the video. And he booked this Samuel Muya, who is an actual actor, like does that for a living. And you can see it on the video. <laughs> He put some effort into it. <laughs> yeah, it's real cool. Now, what notes did you guys give uh, uh, Ville uh, on this video, or did you guys kind of trust him when you gave him the song? Where you're like, "Here's the song. What do you what do you see?" Or did you guys be like, "This is the story we want to tell"? We gave him free hands. Like, let's do something different this time, and basically, we told him what we don't want. Like, let's not do the same thing we've done now done over and over again. So let's try something different. And actually, we have still one video coming out, which was also done by Mr. Lipiainen. It comes out, I think, the same day as the EP comes out. And that's really cool looking video. I've seen it already myself. And I know you're going to like that one as well. 
Nice. No, I'm excited, man. I do like the whole concept. So the the Argent Moon EP, just so we for fans that don't know, you guys did release singles kind of throughout um, the pandemic time, and then you're it's going to all come together as a four track EP, which is coming out September 17th. Everybody out there, uh, tell me about kind of the writing process of all these songs. Um, were they written together, or was it something that you guys just kind of planned out the way it was? They weren't written together. Like we had different ideas of what to do. We didn't first think of making an EP. I think the original idea was to just go back to the studio and make another full-length album. But then we thought about the fact that it hasn't been that long since the previous album, Heart Like a Grave, and we don't have that many ideas in the bank at the moment. So let's maybe do an EP or something. And label thought that was a good idea, and then we had different ideas of how to make the EP. And in the end, we came up with this concept that you now hear. There's like four songs, and they're quite mellow by insomnium standards. So it's sort of a ballad EP for us. And of course, originally also, we thought that it would just come out as an EP immediately. But then the label wanted to do it this way, that let's make four videos and release them all as singles. And then in the end, come up with the whole EP. First, we thought that's weird, and that's maybe more of the pop genre thing to do. But now, in the end, maybe they were right, and maybe it was the right thing to do. We just didn't see it back then. Yeah, I loved it as a fan personally because it gives each song kind of it gives you a, the time frame that you kind of need, you know. And if they're released in the singles with videos, like I said, it kind of gives you this whole storytelling process till we get to the end. Uh, I did really like the way everything turned out. Um, with that, and you did mention the the full length. Um, did you guys feel like you got cut a little short promoting that record because of the pandemic and stuff like that? And, and is that still on the docket that you guys want to do more tours for that album, opposed to kind of touring this EP? Yeah, we didn't think that we got cut a little short. We think we gotcha. got totally cut short and <laughs> really fucking cut short. Since we didn't get to tour US at all, for instance, we got to do one show there. It was totally cut short, and it's now difficult with the whole thing since no one knows when we are going to be able to actually tour again. And it might be that when this tour happens, then the album is going to be like three years old. So then it's old news already. So we are already planning a new album at the moment. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, hopefully those songs get some some life. Such a fantastic record we just talked about. And uh, yeah, and that's the thing when you bring up the U.S. I'm out here in the U.S. and and all the bands. We just had our first festival, which is the Psycho Vegas Festival. Where all the bands from your region had to cancel uh, due to whatever you know reason. I'm, I'm assuming it's visa reasons or maybe something to do with pandemic stuff. But I, I don't know. Do you guys do you know any details of of what it's going to take for like a band from your region to make it out here in the U.S. right now, or is those things just all up in the air? Well, we are looking into it since we have like rescheduled the US tour now two times. Yeah. But at the moment it's very difficult since the restrictions are what they are. We don't even really know what they are at the moment and they can change on a moment's notice. And also it's pretty much impossible at the moment to get a visa since well yeah. there's quite the line. <laughs> I would imagine man. Oh that's heartbreaking and, for us fans. So, yeah. Yeah, for some reason, uh, punk rockers from Finland are not going to be the first in the line. <laughs> <laughs> there, there might be some more important people. 
Eh, it depends who you talk to. <laughs> so, but I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, you know, and that's the thing is that that's something we're all dealing with uh, together uh, in the world. But you guys do have a tour lined up right now, and it's starting in November, at the end of November, if I'm not mistaken, out in Germany and uh, Austria and Netherlands, things like that. Um, do you guys have foresee any issues with that tour currently, or do you feel everything is going to be okay at that time? We have no idea. No idea. This situation changes so quickly, still in Europe at least, that it's impossible to tell what's going to happen. Yeah. We hope it's doable, but the thing is that there's it's a European tour, which means that there's a bunch of different uh, countries, and each of these countries can and probably will have different kind of regulations and restrictions about what you can and cannot do, and that can be a total clusterfuck for a us to organize a tour yeah so if any more issues with the tours i know it's super frustrating for sure um do you feel like i know you just talked about maybe moving on to a new record um do you feel like you guys are are gonna just jump right into that process and if you do record a record would you sit on it for a while and then try to tour a little bit more or do you think you would just try to release it and and kind of move on this last couple years well, I can let you in on a secret. We yeah. have already started working on the new album. Beautiful secret. Since, <laughs> since we, there's no point in just sitting on our hands here. Yeah. We have to do something. And since we can't know what happens with the live shows, let's just work on the new, al- new album, new songs. Actually, that's the reason even this interview we are doing had to be rescheduled since there was a double booking, which we didn't notice. Last week, we had a band meeting, and we also rehearsed for three days. Since this was the first time we met all together in over a year, because Ville lives in UK, and also UK-Finland situation has been kind of iffy, so traveling has not been that much possible. Uh, well, I, I got to tell you, reschedule my interviews anytime if you're working on music, buddy. I don't care. <laughs> <You know? laughs> cool, well. Yeah, I was kind of ashamed about it, but nah, I thought maybe we, since Ville is here now and he's not going to be here for long, he has to go back to UK to work. So don't, maybe we can try and reschedule one interview. Yeah, don't think <laughs> twice about that, my friend. No, you guys, you guys get the the reason I do the interviews to promote that music. So I, I'm I'm all about my schedule ain't that important. <laughs> That's exciting for me for sure. And uh, dude, but again, this this EP extremely exciting for me. I love what you guys have done, and we did mention how the songs are a little bit. I don't know, um, in a different realm than what we're used to from Insomnium. But let, let me, let's talk about each track, because there's four tracks. All the singles have been released. I know three of them are available on digital platforms, but we're looking for the entire uh, piece, which is coming out September 17th, everybody. It's Argent Moons. So let, tell, yeah. me, tell me about The Conjurer. Well, The Conjurer was the first one released, and uh, it was written by Mr. Marcus Vanahava and, of course, lyrics by Nilo Sevan. And, and I don't know if this was our grand plan but now in hindsight it seems like appropriate that we started with that song since that song is most reminiscent of uh, Heart Like a Grave so it feels like a continuation of that style and then by each song we are going to take it a different direction like uh, The Conjurer feels like continuation of Heart Like a Grave Mm -hmm. then the next song The Reticent that was written by Willa Freeman and that one, I feel, takes us a bit backwards towards, like, one for sorrow kind of style. And then the antagonist, that one, 
is the first one I feel that is a bit more different than Insomnium has ever done before. That was written by Nilo Seven and, and myself. And it has even more of this uh, mellow stuff. And the last one that is coming out, The Wanderer, it's my favorite one of the four songs. And that was written by Marcus Vanhala. And it's again something different that I don't feel Insomnium has really ever done before. So it has a natural evolution. And maybe it was an accident that we kind of are moving from the more familiar direction to the uncharted waters. So we are easing the fans in. <laughs> Yes, no, but I mean it's 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 that signature style though. Still, like you said, but it is. Do you feel it's time, and are you comfortable to kind of change that up, maybe going forward with the CP and the stuff that you guys have done? Well, we definitely learned some new stuff making this EP, but we were actually telling our uh, promotion girl here that when the press release comes out, we would like to em emphasize the fact that this is not the new Insomnium style. This is just something we are doing as an EP to try out different things, and we are not going to go all mellow on your asses. <laughs> the next album is going to be something totally different again. Yeah, but I'm, I think we are going to draw something from this experience as well, since, as I said, we learned new things and we tried out new things, and some of them worked out really well. Yes, dude. No, it's exciting, man. And um, with the, I mean, the band is now, it's near 25 years since the, they started, just about. Um, and, uh, you know, hitting that milestone, is there any kind of anniversary type of thing that um, you guys have been talking about doing tour-wise, even live stream-wise or anything like that, that's kind of been in, in, in a conversation to kind of celebrate that milestone when you guys hit it? We discussed a number of things that would be cool things to do but of course the situation at the moment is what it is mm. so we don't know what is possible when can we do what and also some things require more planning than you would think so wouldn't want to talk about them before we're actually hitting some kind of mark where we can say that okay it's actually happening <laughs> absolutely so yeah. don't, don't want to be selling you guys anything that we're not going to be able to deliver Absolutely, no. Totally understand. Totally understand. Have you have you been watching uh, during this time? Did you experience any of the live streams that other bands have done, um, or anything like that? And what do you what is your takes on that format? I'm not say, asking if you guys are going to you know do one for you know the album or anything like that. But what is your takes on that format in comparison to the the live shows that we're so used to? I really haven't watched many. I've done like we did with Insomnium. I think we did three or four mm -hmm. live streams with all. Here we try to do it so that every time we do it, it has a, a bit different concept of what kind of music we are like, concentrating on and how we're going to present that live stream. And they've all, always been quite nice to do and it gives you something to do, but it doesn't compare to the live shows, not the slightest. Like when you're performing to a camera and I know that people are going to be watching it from a laptop or from a television it's not going to be that wall of sound and it's not going to be lights flashing and it's not going to be smelling like sweat and beer and all of this. So I don't know, maybe at some homes it does, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it's possible at some homes, but no, you're right, dude. I, like I said, I just went to my first, my first concert since the pandemic started um, out here. I went to psycho Vegas and, and you said it, the smell, the, uh, <laughs> the beer, the, the crowd, but like just the, 
the smiles of the guys, you know, the bands on stage to be there. It was just like this moment where like, this might not last forever where we always took it for granted before, you know, we always took it like, Hey, I'll see you guys next tour. And now it's like, Hey, we don't know if this is going to last. So it's, it's definitely a, there's a feeling for fans at least. And I'm sure for artists performing that, um, man, we, we gotta, we can't miss this anymore, you know, because, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We did, I just did like, I think two weeks ago, I've, I'm feeling in in Omnium Gatherum as well for the guitar, and we did a festival in Belgium. I think it was called Alcatraz. And mm-hmm. after, uh, well, we've done some small festivals in Finland with uh, Insomnium and also with Omnium Gatherum, but this was the first really big festival after the pandemic hit. And it was so weird going there and seeing, I think it was like 12,000 people a day. Mm. And since you haven't seen that kind of crowd in one and a half years, it felt really weird. But then getting to play for such a huge crowd, it was like amazing. It felt like a young kid again. <laughs> That's, I, I've said that where it's like the, the show I just went to is probably in my top five of all time. And that's not because it's like the greatest show I saw. It's because of the feeling. You exactly said it. You felt like a child again. I was like, oh, I don't even, I just like the first time. But my entire life, and I'm sure yours as well, it's like music has been, um, you know, 25% of my emotions, my feeling, my joy, everything in my life is attested to this music and this scene. And there's a lot of us out there. And uh, you don't realize how much you miss it until you're right there again, you know? Um, yeah, we just had that discussion when we were, me and I think it was Markus Vanhala and some other guys, we were just standing there with beer in our hand, watching At The Gates play for like 10,000 people. Oh, we were like, beautiful. fuck, we have missed this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just beautiful, man. And yeah, I, I'll do anything, like I said, I'll do anything to make sure those tours keep going and I, I get to see you guys. And that's one thing that I do bring up about the European bands when you guys can't come back out here to America. Like us fans are going to appreciate it a lot more because we're like man we missed out on years and i feel like you know i don't know about every fan but maybe we took it for granted you know for a long time you know so because for me the first time i was going to see emperor was over this last weekend that i went to and obviously they couldn't make it and like i'm just like i might not never see emperor you know now so it's like i really miss miss that uh the effort you guys come to come over here with the visas and everything, I think we just forgot, and now we're like going to be a little more aware. Do you think so? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to twist the knife in your side here, but yeah. I saw Emperor in Belgium. Oh, did you? It just. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's such a hassle to come there anyway. It has yeah. been like even before pandemic, it was difficult, and. Currently, it's impossible, and we know that it's going to take some time before it clears out and we can maybe get back there. Yeah. Like it's, it's not going to change anytime soon. No. No, I, I know it, but uh, when, it, when it changes, knock on wood, we as a fan base need to just show you guys thank you. You know, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I, I don't want to miss any band that's, that's going to figure out how to get over here, you know, from, with all the the things that you guys are dealing with and we're dealing with out here right now. And man, that's going to be a great moment. So I'm just looking forward to it and sticking positive. So are we. <laughs> Excellent, dude. So with that, I just want to remind everybody one more time, because I am here promoting a fantastic new EP from Insomnium, guys. That is Argent Moon. It's coming out September 17th, as we discussed. The last track we talked about is The Wanderer. You said it was your favorite track on the album. Now tell us, yes. tell us, uh, kind of during the writing process of that song. I know that you said you weren't the main writer for the song, but while you were recording it, 
Tell us some of the uh, the feelings that you got while you were making that track. It was actually really cool since Marcus Vanahala had this some kind of idea of the song. It, it was pretty fleshed out actually, and then he sent it to me, and we worked on some clean vocals and that stuff, and suddenly it started feeling like okay, this is something special now. Like this is different. This is going to be interesting. And then when we were laying on guitars for it, we started experimenting there as well with some a bit more weird sounds and all this. And suddenly it was like, okay, this is the best one. <laughs> like it's, it's interesting, at least for me, since it sounds fresh. It sounds different. Not that there's anything wrong with the more traditional sound, but always when you hear something that's a bit different, you're like, okay, wow. We can apparently do this as well. Now, let me ask you this question. Do you feel you'll be able to, when you guys are back on tour, uh, transition a song like that into the set list? Yeah, I don't see a problem with that. It might take some rearranging, Mm -hmm. but it's not impossible. We can do acoustic stuff and we can do Winter's Gate live. I don't think we have any issues with any songs. Perfect, perfect, man. Yeah. So, um, what song on this album, if maybe it is The Wanderer, are, would you be most excited to p- play in front of a crowd to see their reaction? Probably The Wanderer. Yeah. It's, it's really cool, at least for me. I like it a lot and it's different. Dude. And then going back, not to say anything like, you know, hurtful or anything like that, but Heart Like a Grave was a fantastic, fantastic record. You guys did not get to tour, like you said, fully on it. Um, what tracks on that record are you upset you're not going to get to perform live for the world as you move into the next cycle? That's hard to say. Since, mm. as I told you, we have done now a few shows in Finland. Mm. Like maybe, I think last summer we did one or two two festivals in Finland, and now this summer we've done maybe two as well. And we did get now to play. We played songs like Twilight Trails, which long song that we thought we'd never get to play live mm. we've now played most of the songs live actually nice since we we tried to change up the set list a bit and how important is that to play when you're touring a, a new record how important uh, to you is to play the majority of that new record like in the set list well of course it's important to try and represent the new material but also as a fan of bands I know that it's Fans also like to hear the evergreens and the big hits yeah. and the popular songs. So it's always a bit of a catch to two situation when you're trying to make the set list. So you can please the fans, but also offer them something a bit different every time. So that's why we try to also change the set list around a bit for every tour that we make. So we're not just playing the same stuff over and over again. Even if it's just a few songs, but let's play something a bit more obscure every time. So it's something new. And also for those hardcore, hardcore fans who want to hear also obscure stuff, they get something. Yes, dude. I'm a deep cut fan. I like that stuff. And I always tell bands, I think if you guys are going to do encores, you should do deep cuts. You shouldn't do hits. You should do the hit. Let all those fans that want to get to their car early and then play a, an obscured song. That's I've always felt that way. I'm like, because we're all hanging out here. They don't come out there with a hit. Come out there with something. Like, oh wow! I've never, I never knew you guys were going to play this. That's that's the way I see things. But uh, I don't, I don't know that's if that's actually a cool idea. You like that idea? That I don't. Most you know how bands are. It's like we do the chant. They come out with a hit, but it's like, dude, you know, 
Like, yeah, well, that's usually how the set list is built. Yeah, <laughs> we get we got to break these norms. We got we do the set list for the diehard fans. Encores for diehard fans. That's that's my. Uh, I'm gonna get a T-shirt. Let's <laughs> just, just put it on there. So, um, but with that, yes, dude. Everybody, one more time. I do want to tell everybody. Arjun's Moon. The the EP is coming out September 17th. Three singles available right now. We got the antagonist, reticent. And the Conjurer guys, they're out right now. If you guys haven't videos for all of them, the Wanderer is coming out soon with a video, guys. So make sure you're checking out the videos and supporting um, the EP and the band and all that stuff, man. So we talked about the new record. What is your goal and your time frame to uh, get this thing completed and maybe released outside to the public? What do, What are you guys looking at? Because there's not really a deadline right now. Because you gave us an EP, right? And now we have. The tours coming up and stuff like that. So you guys can't take your time. That's what you would think. <laughs> no, <laughs> we try to get it out next year. Oh, beautiful! Oh, 2022. That's soon. We try to get it out next year, but oh. of course, it's still up in the air. You said it, my man. You said it. So that is <laughs> that is exciting, dude. So I got to tell everybody, man, one more time: don't miss out. Argent Moon, the EP, guys, it's coming out. Uh, September 17th. With that, it's been so many years, man, that I've been a fan from uh, Sonata Arca to now to everything. So thank you so much, Yanni, for finally talking no problem. to the Metal Sucks My podcast. pleasure.
The Metal Sucks Podcast.
Seattle Sucks podcast.
right, guys, we are back. First song you heard is off the latest EP, Argent Moon. It's out right now. That track is The Conjurer. And the second song off the same EP, The Antagonist. Guys, these songs are out right now. Videos are out. As we talked about the interview, The Wanderer is out now, guys. So make sure if you haven't checked out The Wanderer, the track and the video, make sure you guys do. But Argent Moon EP is out right now. Third song you heard is from a band called 1914. And that track is called and Across Now Marks His Place, featuring Nick Holmes from none other than Paradise Lost and Bloodbath. Guys, their new album, Where Fears and Weapons Meet, is coming out October 22nd. Great record, dude. I've been listening to it a lot. So if you guys haven't checked it out, 1914, once again, their new album, Where, Fear, Where Fears and Weapons Meet, is coming out October 22nd. With that, I want to thank everybody out there for the five-star reviews we keep getting on the good old Apple iTunes. We're doing... Double the work these days to get these episodes out to you guys. If you appreciate it and you love the metal news and you love the metal interviews, make sure you guys take the time to go over to that Apple iTunes. Just click five stars on that uh, review and move on. We're not asking for any comments or anything like that. We really appreciate you guys that take the time to do that and support our other podcast, the Documentary Discussion Podcast, Rise to Offend. Right now, we the, the latest episode we've done is a three-part episode on Chuck Schuldiner from Death. If you guys haven't heard the story of him, we've done a whole documentary discussion on his entire life, guys. Really proud of that episode. If you guys haven't checked it out, make sure you do. The podcast is called Rise to Offend. Uh, same me, Brandon, Jaws, Sill. Same team that does uh, Metal Sucks does that one. So with that, you guys enjoy your weekend. You will get another episode from us. As you know, you can count on us in a few days. Metal Sucks Podcast, over and out. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.